0: Joining us now, she is the director of golf down at PJ National, hosting the Honda Classic. Jane Broderick joins us. Jane, welcome back into the golf shop.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, so uh, I don't know about you down there, but up here in the Charlotte area, we've been just getting like rain and more rain and then some more rain on top of that. How's the weather been down there lately and how's the golf course shaping up?
1: Well, January was a tough one with over seven inches of rain. We started wow. out February a little rocky as well, but lately it's been pretty good, and the forecast for next week is pretty decent.
0: Yeah, so does that mean uh, do we have some rough down there? Is Phil Mickelson scared uh, if he was showing up down there? Is there lots of rough, or how's it? Uh, how's the rough looking?
1: We have some serious <laughs> rough out there right now. We do overseed our Bermuda with Rye, and um, I think we're going to be mowing it at about two and a half inches to start the week, and we'll see what happens through the weekend.
0: Yeah. Nice. I like it. I like it. Uh, you know, and, and that seems to be a little bit of defense of golf courses these days. I know PJ National is a great golf course, got some good length to it. But, uh, you know, for my opinion, we need to start narrowing some fairways down, getting a little more rough involved in these things. Slow these guys down a little bit because, man, they're good, aren't they?
1: They are amazingly good. Um, it's really fun to watch. But, yes, yeah, the golf courses need to be set up so they're fair and challenging, but obviously not overly,
2: penal. Jane, it, seem, it seems to me, you know, that year in and year out, this golf course is one of the toughest on the tour. And it doesn't seem, you know, a lot of people have to manipulate golf courses to make them tough. I don't see that being the case at PGA National. Is that, is that correct?
1: You're absolutely correct. I mean, obviously the front nine and the back nine are, are a little bit different. The front nine a little yeah. easier than the back. Um, but it is, it's a true test of golf year round. And obviously when we oversee the. The fairways and, or the, I'm sorry, the rough and narrow, narrow the landing areas a little bit. You throw in some wind and it gets to be really tough.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, and you guys have a couple of uh, really uh, interesting par threes. Um, how much uh, over the course of a year? How much does the water level rise with just the amount of golf balls that go in the water coming down the stretch?
1: <laughs> well, we figure our diver pulls out about on the champ alone probably thirty thousand golf balls or more a year.
2: No kidding. Man, so that's, wow. a,
0: that's a great business. Somebody could just have it that uh, at PJ National uh, cleaning those bad boys off and reselling them. That's
1: right. You add those up to all the other golf courses, and uh, there's a few golf balls out
0: there. Yeah, I, you know, I never like that. When people are selling me, you know, quote-unquote, experienced golf balls, <laughs> I
2: always wonder, well,
0: is the go- is that golf ball's experience really going in the hole, or is it getting lost or going into the bottom of a lake? That's my concern when I'm talking experienced and, golf balls. And course.
2: how long was it at the bottom of the lake? <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so So take our listeners through uh, PJ National a little bit. As you said, the front and back nines can be a little bit different. Kind of Kind of tell us where maybe scoring opportunities happen on the front nine uh, and the back nine and maybe where these guys come into trouble because we all know about the bear trap.
1: Right. you know first few holes, one, two, and three, um, all approachable, birdie, you know, you keep it in the fairway and those are birdie holes. Four can be a little bit tricky. It's a a par four, a short par four with kind of an odd-shaped screen and a collection area behind the back. Five, great par three that, um, you know, through our renovation this past summer, we've actually picked up across the golf course over 14,000 square foot of putting surface. So we've got a new hole location that we'll probably use on number five that will bring it a little close to the water to make it a little more interesting. Six, they play as a par four, so it's, you know, it's typically a par five for the average golfer, so they're playing it as as a par four, maybe not a birdie opportunity. Seven, great par three. Eight, should see some birdies. Nine, definitely see some birdies. A great um, turning hole up towards the clubhouse. Ten, we play as a par four as well, which is normally a par five, should be birdieable. Eleven can jump up and bite you. Um, Really narrow landing area off the tee, and then some – some water to, to carry and negotiate with some, some prevailing winds can really play havoc. And then when you get into 12, 13, 14, pretty straightforward holes. And then you obviously hit the bear trap.
0: Mm. Yeah, so l- let me ask it this way. We all know the PJ Tour tournaments on Thursday and Friday. You know, you go off, if you tee off on one, one day, you tee off on 10 on the second day, and vice versa. Um, the way this golf course sets up with the bear trap, um, would you, personally, if you were playing in a PGA Tour event or any tournament out there, would you rather get that back nine out of the way and turn to play the front second, or would you rather tee off on one and play the bear trap at the end?
1: Well, my perfect scenario would be going off the back in the morning because the winds are typically less. You can knock that bear trap out um, you know, with less winds than what maybe the guys in the afternoon are going to
0: hit. So. Ah, so, so ideally, if you could go uh back nine thursday uh morning as you're starting and then maybe uh i guess if you're going to have to do it face the bear trap on friday afternoon as late as possible and maybe hope that the wind has died down a little bit late in the afternoon
1: right now the weather forecast predicts the winds to be pretty just nothing um out of the ordinary for thursday and friday but they're supposed to pick up over the weekend which should make things interesting
0: mm. So, uh, you know, what are we looking at from a score standpoint? Uh, Justin Thomas, 272 last year. Ricky Fowler, 268. Adam Scott, 271, 274. I've seen a lot of scores consistently in the same neighborhood. Does that always seem to be the case there? The course seems to play fairly consistent. The wind seems to be up and down enough that if it's really bad one day, it's kind of down another day. Is that kind of how things usually work out there?
1: It is, but the one um, kind of hitching in the get-along this year is the renovated greens. You know, they're going to be a little bit firmer than in years past, so we're going to have firm, fast greens, throw in some winds and I think my guess is 8-under wins it.
2: Mm, I, love, I love it when it's under 10. Maddie? Uh, Jane, there's you know, as, a, as an avid golfer, uh, I think there are times that uh, and shots that you see that you'll never forget, and, and one of them for me is at the Honda when Rory McIlroy hit that five wood into 18, about three feet, I think it was, what, about five years ago probably? One of the greatest yeah. golf shots I ever remember seeing on television. I mean, the, the bunker shot that Tiger hit uh, on Monday, where was that? In the PGA, I think. But but that shot by by Rory was, I mean, so pure and remarkable golf shot. So, yeah, I, I remember that shot at Honda distinctly. Yeah, I mean, I think Ernie L.
1: said it best. This golf course requires major championship type shots without
2: the
0: pressure. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, over the years, uh, like I said, we've seen Justin Thomas, Ricky Fowler, Adam Scott, Padring Harrington. I mean, uh, you know, three of those guys have won major championships. Ricky Fowler's won a, a, a Players' Championship. Uh, before that, we had a, a couple of uh, newer players on the tour: Michael Thompson, Russell Henley, but you know, uh, McIlroy, Sabatini, Camille Vizagis, Y.E. Yang, Ernie Els, Luke Donald. I mean, Patty Harrington, Justin Leonard, Matt Kuchar. The names on this list uh, of winners of this golf tournament are, you know, are for the most part the cream of the crop, and that's really what happens at this tournament: is that the the, the pure ball, ball strikers. I mean, we know a week in, week out on the PGA Tour that if somebody gets hot with the putter. That uh, that they have an opportunity to win, but this golf course really demands, you know, I think a little a little combination of everything. I mean, obviously you got to get it in play off the tee, but you got to have some distance out there. You got to have some solid ball striking. You got to have some short game going on because you're going to get in trouble, and then you got to have the flat stick works and working. Oh, and by the way, you probably need a little bit of luck too, don't you?
1: Absolutely.
2: And and I think too that it's not just PGA National. I mean, I can remember. Uh, when they were at Inverness, I mean, you had to play really good golf to 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 do a good score at, at Inverness, for that matter. You know,
0: Jane. Yes, yeah, without a doubt.
2: Yeah, when you're when you're out there watching
0: the tournament, and uh, hopefully you do get a good opportunity to get out there and uh, and and take a look. Where, where do you where do you kind of gravitate towards on the golf course to to kind of catch the action?
1: Quite honestly, based on the operation, keeping the other golf courses moving and having the retail under my domain so as well, I don't make it much past the practice
0: ring. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's terrible. I hate I it's hate a, when that horrible. happens. But yeah, you got a lot going on. I'm sure. Um, you know, we we were talking uh, a little bit earlier to uh, somebody about the mental side of the game. Um, can this golf course kind of wear you down, and then when you get to the bear trap, you, you, your brain is fried, and that's why we see these players hitting it in the water all the time?
1: There's, there's so many shots out there where it's, you know, risk and reward, and that's what the golf course is made of. That's how Mr. Nicholas designed it from the get-go, and, mm-hmm. you know, it jumps up and bites you.
0: Yeah, when, so when we start talking about the bear trap, is there, is there a wind direction that makes it easier or harder? I mean, we know that the one thing that golfers hate, we, we can play in the rain, we can play in the hot, we can play in the cold, but when that wind kicks up and when that wind kicks up and it's, it's you know, you get a gust here and a gust there, that we know that makes it difficult. So if you've got a, let's just say, a steady 15 mile an hour wind out there, is there a direction that makes it more difficult in the bear trap than, uh, than maybe something that makes it easier?
1: Yeah, it's actually the prevailing wind in, in the wintertime, which on 15 and 17 would be left to right. So that pull, you know, pushes the balls out over the water a little bit more. And then you get 16 and 18 almost dead into the wind. So, so the wind really plays a factor.
0: Yeah, and when you, when you hit those shots, I mean, I think the big thing, especially for the PGA Tour players, is that if that wind's blowing left to right and they overcompensate and miss it way left, that's not exactly a good place to miss it either, is it?
1: Absolutely not, especially on 15 and 17.
0: <laughs> so where do you bail out? I mean, ideally, if you're not going to hit the green on 15 and 17, where do you want to miss it? Is it long? Is it just? Are you just trying to get it on the green? What's the best play the, at those holes?
1: Well, on 15, if I were trying to miss it, I would want to go short, short left a little bit, and then you stay away from the, the bunker on the left. 17, there's really not a good spot. You just have to try and go for the middle of the green and, and hope everything works out. <laughs>
0: and it's hard for pga tour players to do that isn't it
1: well sure they want to you know wherever the pin is they want to dial it in and sometimes you just misjudge just a little bit and you're looking at double or triple
0: jane if any of our uh if any of our listeners want to make their way down there to uh watch the tournament or if they want to get down there to play what are their opportunities to do that
1: Well, the nice thing is, you know, go online. You can get your tickets at the Honda, www.thehondaclassic.com. There's still tickets available, and it's going to be a great week. And for someone that wants to come down during that week, we also have golf packages in our resort that will get you golf on the other golf courses we have available. So it's kind of neat. On the Palmer Golf Course, you could actually be playing up number 18 while one of the major players is playing up parallel across the water on number wow. 18
0: of the champ nice. great
1: experience
0: yeah there's not too many places where that can happen is there
1: <laughs> no and then obviously year-round we have you know a wide variety of offerings for golfers of all skill levels it's really a great place
0: yeah well awesome well jane we always appreciate you coming on with us and dropping uh, some pga national knowledge on us looks like it's a great field down there hopefully you'll have some great weather and uh we'll get to see uh, a bunch of balls hitting in the water
1: sounds like a plan
0: <laughs> all right thanks a lot